Hello everyone, I'm Anastasia and welcome to my podcast. Hey guys, so I don't really have a specific story that I want to talk about today. I just kind of want to do like a little chat. I mean, the title of this podcast is got the word talkaholic in it, so I'm just going to kind of talk. I know I've beaten it like a dead horse, but I start my first adult full-time job in November, and when I graduated in May, I had about six months to just kind of chill until it started, and it's kind of been like an up and down for me. Some days I'm super excited and I literally cannot wait and I want to start today, and then other days I I freak out. I don't want to start at all. I'm terrified, and I'm not terrified about actually doing the job. That's the thing. I'm I think I'll be great at it. I'm not really worried about actually doing the job. I know that I'll learn as much as I need to know on the job. And I always did well in class and I passed the CPA exam. So I know what I'm talking about sort of as much as you can know before actually starting. But I'm not worried about actually doing the job. What I'm worried about is the loss of my life outside of work. One of my favorite things about college was that, yes, I had class, but it was not anywhere near full-time. I, you know, I had like two classes a day for like two hours, and then I could spend the whole rest of the day doing whatever I wanted. Obviously, I got all my work done, but I was able to do it on my terms. I was able to do it whenever I wanted to, whenever it fit into my schedule. I could go to the gym in the middle of the day. I could go to the gym at night. I could go to the gym in the morning. I could do things really whenever I wanted. And after living like that for the past five years, it is terrifying to me to lose all of that freedom that you gain when you go to college. You know, when you're in high school, you're pretty much in a full-time job. You have high school all day and then not that much time afterwards. I worked my senior year after school. I got out early so I could do like a work release thing. When I got to college, it was really the first time where I had copious amounts of time during the day to do whatever I wanted. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. If you ask me what my favorite part of college was, it's 100% all the free time that I got, all the flexibility I got from my day. And I really think that that's one of the things that scares me about starting a new actual job, and especially accounting when I know that there is busy season and I know going into it that there are going to be months out of the year where I'm working over 40 hours a week, over 50 hours a week. I'll be working till 10 p.m. I'll be working until maybe even midnight. I'll be working all day Saturday, all day Sunday. I won't have full days off for like four months of the year at the beginning. And I think I've also just been feeling a little lied to because I only found out last summer when I did my internship for the job that I'm about to start that tax actually has two busy seasons. I swear to God, no one ever told me that until I was working and they were like, yeah, we have our second busy season coming up. And I was like, excuse me? Wait, run that back. What? Yeah. So in tax, if you don't know, there's busy season from January to April 15th, which is tax day. So you're working just insane schedules trying to get all these tax returns out. It's just crazy from January to April 15th, which I knew going into this. I knew that. 
But what I didn't ever think about, no one ever told me, was that all of those people that file an extension for their taxes, all of that's due September 15th. So that leads to a second smaller but still busy season at the end of the summer, beginning of fall. And that's also just kind of getting to me a little bit. I mean, I still don't really know if I would have picked audit over tax, but if I knew that tax had two busy seasons and audit only had one, I don't know. It's making audit sound a little bit better. And I know that in the grand scheme of things, it's not that big of a deal, but In high school, I picked accounting because I heard that it had a really good work-life balance, and normally it does. The crazy busy seasons are really for public accounting when you're doing tax returns and auditing public companies, which is what I'm going into. There's also industry accounting where you are an accountant for a specific company, and that's all you worry about is the accounting for that one company. That's what's commonly referred to as industry. And that is definitely where the work-life balance comes into play. You know, with one company, you can definitely log off, you know, right at 5 p.m. You get your weekends off. You don't have to work overtime. It's a much more laid-back job, and that is always what I thought about in high school when I was picking accounting. However, that is not what I'm going into. I am going into public accounting, where I'm doing this for multiple companies, and that's where the no-work-life balance really comes into play. And yes, I picked this. I brought this upon myself, but not even a but. I am excited. At the end of the day, I have been looking forward to being in corporate America for a really long time. I always knew that I wanted like a desk job. I wanted to go into my desk every day, have little decorations, work my job, come back home, turn work off, and focus on my life. Just getting closer to actually starting my job. It's one of those things where it still feels like it's not real at some times. It still feels like it's not going to happen. I think I've been feeling this way, not to keep bringing up my sorority because like I said, I'm over it, but I had wanted it for so long. And then when it didn't happen, it was like, oh, that wasn't ever real. Like, obviously that was never going to happen, even though like it probably would have happened had I joined any other sorority. So now I'm here like, oh, well, I'm probably never actually going to have to start work. Like, it's just so far in the future, even though I only have five weeks at this point until I start, it still feels so far in the future that it's not real. Like, it's not actually happening. And I don't know why. Like, I think that it's not actually happening, yet here I am so stressed out about it. And I, okay, I wouldn't say I'm stressed. I'm just dreading it. Is that any better? (laughs) It's just been taking a toll on me going back and forth between being so excited because this is something that I've worked so hard for and wanted for so long. And on the other hand, I'm so worried about work becoming my life that I lose all aspects of free time. Obviously, like the title of this podcast, I am an introvert. I love spending time alone, doing nothing, recharging alone in my bedroom, chilling, watching TV, being by myself with nothing to do. I wouldn't call myself lazy because I've always gotten my shit done when I needed to, even ahead of time. But I really value rest and relaxation time. And I also think that having too much rest and relaxation time like I have right now is adding to everything that I'm just feeling because I wake up every day and there's truly nothing that I have to get done. 
I want to go to the gym. There's things that I want to do. I want to work on my podcast. But at the end of the day, there's nothing that I have to do. And so it makes getting through each day just kind of hard, especially when I'm not trying to spend money. So I'm not trying to leave the house. So I just sit around all day. So it leaves me a lot of time. One for social media. I have been way too addicted to social media for way too long. I've tried to like quit social media. I've tried deleting Instagram off my phone. I've tried a lot of things, but the problem I think is that I've just been on it for too long, that it's such like a part of my day and it's just hard to stop when I don't have anything else to fill my day with. And two, having all of this free time has made me start to spiral on certain things that I have never done before. Like just thinking about working and thinking about my day being spent stuck in an office. And it's not even that part. It's the fact that I don't have any control over it. And it's really the lack of control that's really starting to get to me. But today I'm having one of those positive days where I'm like, yes, I am so excited to work. I kind of just want to start and get it over with because I feel like all this waiting and dreading and what's going to happen is just killing me. That's just where I'm at right now. And I lost in fantasy last week. I know, to an 0-2 team. One of my main goals in fantasy is to not let my bench outscore the players on my starting lineup. If that happens, then I feel like I failed. And, (laughs) oh, my bench outscored my starting lineup. Two people on my bench, they just, like, popped off last week. And then I had Terry McLaurin on my starting lineup, who got me literally seven points. So, yeah, my bench outscored my starting lineup. So that one hurt. (laughs) if I lose and my starting lineup outscores my bench then I'm not that upset about it because I truly played the best that I could but if my bench outscores players on my starting lineup then that's me as a team manager failing at my job but oh well the season is early I'm hoping that this week I'll be three and one you know that'll ease the pain a little bit but we shall see I don't want to keep talking about space stuff, but like, guys, there's a lot going on in the space world. Just to briefly mention, this past Monday, there was a DART mission. Forget at the moment what DART stands for, but it was a planetary defense mission. They flew a spaceship into an asteroid to see if they could knock it off course. And I was watching the live feed and it was actually just so crazy to watch because you're watching this like ball of rocks just get closer and closer and closer. And then you literally see the moment of impact. It's just astonishing that there are floating gravel pits (laughs) out in the world like that. I'm just very excited about all of the space stuff. I'm glad that this is happening during my lifetime and I get to watch it. So if you haven't seen that video, it's all over Twitter or YouTube. Just search up the DART mission. It's a really cool video. They've sped it up because the little spaceship that was running into it, it was sending pictures like I think every 0.5 seconds or something. So it's like little frames and every time it was sent back, it it got a little closer, but it was so cool to watch. And so if you haven't seen it, definitely take a look. Um, But yeah, let's get into the actual episode. I am a huge TV girl. I feel like I've always been a huge TV girl. When I was a kid, I was pretty much always in charge of the TV remote, but that might have more to do with me being the oldest and always needing to be in charge. But I digress. I have always liked TV shows way more than movies, and I'm not really sure why. If I can sit through three episodes of a 45-minute show, then I should be able to sit through a two-hour-long movie, right? 
But I think it has more to do with the fact that I watch TV for the characters. I want to make a connection with the characters. And with a movie, they're gone, like, as soon as the movie ends. But with TV shows, you can watch the characters grow and evolve and do lots of things. Whereas, you know, with a movie, there's normally one plot that takes the whole two hours. So I watch a lot of TV. And I wanted to share with you my top 10 favorite TV shows that I would 100% recommend. I'm not going to be ranking them in order of how much I like them because that is really hard, especially when I'm trying to compare like a sitcom to a reality show. So I'll be grouping them by genre instead. The first three I want to talk about are my favorite sitcoms. Sitcoms are by far my favorite genre. I love shows that make me laugh because I normally, you know, watch TV for relaxation, to get away. So I tend to gravitate towards, like, lighthearted comedy. I would say my top favorite sitcom is Seinfeld. And if you know me in person, you might be surprised that I didn't say The Office, and it was a tough choice between the two of them. But I like Seinfeld more for a couple reasons. First, it takes place in the 90s, so you get to watch people hang out and live life without cell phones. I have never and will never get to experience what it's like to not be in constant communication with people, you know, or walk right up to an airplane and wait for someone to get off, or go to like a video rental store. All of those things I get to enjoy and experience through Seinfeld. Plus, it's fun to watch because they did a lot more activities together since there wasn't social media to suck all of your time. So I like that it portrays a time period right before social media took over. And I also love the characters. They're all terrible people who only like hanging out with each other, and I relate. I don't think I'm as terrible as them, but I definitely only like hanging out with like a select few people. And it's it's very satirical, and satire is definitely like my top favorite comedy. So all in all, it is definitely my favorite sitcom because I could flip to any episode, and I know that I would enjoy that episode. The Office is another sitcom that I love. The office setting in the early 2000s is just so American. It just feels like a piece of history with like the ugly suits, the office behavior, just like the typical office environment at peak like 2008. You just, you can't get a better piece of history. I find it funny. It's easy to watch. It has great characters that you learn to love. And I only knock it down from my top favorite because I don't think that every season is good. It's kind of like a roller coaster. It starts off bad, it gets really good, and then it gets bad again, but then it gets good again. So, not every episode is one that I would want to rewatch. And I also personally just think that Michael Scott is so hard to watch at times. Some episodes are just way more uncomfortable than funny, and it's not the humor that I want to watch. The third sitcom that I love is The Big Bang Theory. It's got great characters. It has some pretty advanced humor in my opinion. Like some of the jokes are only funny if you know a little bit more about science, but that's what makes it so great. It's not gross humor. It's funny smart humor and I love funny smart humor. It's got characters that you love and you want to see happy and then it has Sheldon who sometimes you just want to punch in the face. I don't know how they put up with him because I could never But even as the quote-unquote villain, he is hilarious and still lovable. It's another show that I think every episode is funny, and it genuinely makes me, like, laugh so hard. So it is my current go-to show. The next type of show I like to watch is procedural TV dramas, aka Law & Order SVU. 
there's like, you know, Criminal Minds, NCIS, CSI Miami, Regular Law and Order, and a million other procedural TV dramas, but there is nothing quite like SVU. It's been on for forever, and Olivia Benson has been there since the beginning. She's such a likable character. She's level-headed, opinionated. She's always on the right side of every situation, and it's just so hard not to love, like, her commitment to the job. And almost every episode is a standalone case, so you can start watching almost any episode in any season and not be lost, which is something that I love. I really don't watch a lot of shows where you have to follow the storyline from the beginning, because for me, I'd rather just, like, pick a random episode and be entertained without having to, like, know backstory for it to make sense. Some of the crimes are pretty unnerving. It's definitely got a lot of sensitive content, but it's still such an enjoyable show. It's hands down one of my all-time faves. My two favorite reality competition shows are Alone and Survivor. I love Alone because there's no camera crew. It's just survivalists with a camera dropped in a remote location and told survive. <laughs> with the last one standing wins. So it is unlike any other show that I've seen, and it's seriously so good because the scenery is beautiful. Like, in Alaska or any of these other, like, remote locations that they're dropped into, the views are so stunning. It's like, I really just, I, half of the reason I watch this show is for the scenery. And it's just really cool to watch people, like, survive off the land. Like, that's something that I totally wish that I could do. Survivor is kind of similar, but it's in a group setting. So you watch people play the social game, you know, try not to get eliminated. And there's, like, actual challenges they have to do. And they're pretty much provided with food. <laughs> Unlike Alone, where they literally have to find food. But Survivor is a really fun competition, and you get really invested in the characters. Plus, Jeff Profs is like an A1 host, and it's a really good family-friendly watch. So, I'm not really sure how I want to characterize the next three shows, other than they're scripted, long-form stories that you can't pick up in the middle without being lost. Um, the first one is The Great. It's a Hulu original starring Elle Fanning as Catherine the Great and tells a story of how she overthrows her husband to become the Queen of Russia. It is hilarious and it's very crazy and it's definitely shocking at times, but again, it's so good. There's only two seasons out now, but a third season is coming mid-November, so if you're looking for a show that's still really new, I definitely recommend it, but it's not family-friendly. <laughs> And then we have Skins UK and Shameless. Honestly, they're pretty similar. Characters, they're suffering, they self-sabotage, it's dark comedy, it's grungy, it's kind of depressing at times, but it's still so good. I think more people would like Shameless because it's a little more modern and current, but Skins has so many iconic actors before they got big and is literally the epitome of early 2000s teen trends. So for someone who was too young to really participate in those myself, I love getting to watch that show. Shameless is a little funnier, a little lighter, with some great yet totally toxic romances that you just cannot help but love. Skins is a little older, a little darker, and a little more like slow moving in terms of the story developing, but they are both going to suck you in. The last show that I love and would recommend is a cooking show because sometimes you just need to switch it up and it is Beat Bobby Flay. It is my favorite. It's fast paced. It's got great food and two chefs compete against each other and then the winner goes on to beat or 
you know, go against Bobby Flay. And it all happens in a 30-minute show. It's great. Keeps moving. It's one of those let's throw something on that we can kind of watch but we don't really have to be watching. Beat Bobby Flay is a go-to. Some of my favorites that didn't make the cut for the list are Orange is the New Black, Northwood's Law, Ice Road Truckers, Live PD, Teen Mom 2, and the Netflix original You. I know the list is kind of all over the place from comedy, drama, reality competition, but I think there's something in there for everyone. Thanks for listening to me talk about my favorite TV shows. Love to hear any suggestions that you think I might like. If you want to DM me on Instagram at introvertedtalkaholic, or if you end up watching anything I suggest, I'd love to hear what you think about it, if you think it's as good as I said it was. (laughs) But as always, I will be back next Friday for another episode. Bye, guys!